Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, I have a guest. He's a friend. His name is Samuel Thomas Jackson. He wears several different hats, and I know that you're going to want to hear his story about what he does day to day, especially in the context of today's news. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Samuel Jackson, thanks for being with us on Viewpoint today. Thanks for having me. Hey, Samuel, I am so thrilled to have you here. At last, I first met you because you're a pastor. And as a pastor, you speak to and love on my mom, who's 97 years old, (laughs) and you are so gracious to her. She just loves you. And I first was impressed by the way in which you care for people. And so thank you for that. Bless you. I love her too. But then I learned that you've got a whole other gig going on. During the week, you not only are a pastor, but you also work in a public school system here in central Indiana. And uh, I am so anxious to kind of explore with you a little bit today about what life is like in public school. We live in the shadow of so many school tragedies these days. I mean, over the last few years, we've seen all kinds of awful crimes committed in school buildings. Uh, We see bullying, of course, which traumatizes kids. Uh, We have seen mass shootings, which claim the lives of kids and teachers too. We see all kinds of traffic in school buildings of things that are not healthy, uh, in drugs, for instance. And, And so our public schools are are much in the news these days. People drive by, they may have kids in those school buildings, but they're not actually there themselves. You are every day. Absolutely. You work five days a week in a public school? Yes, I do. And what kind of school is it? It is a middle school. Which means the kids are like what grades? Uh, grades six, seventh, and eighth grade. Six, seventh, and eighth grade. Wow, yes. that sounds like <laughs> like um, a challenging season of life. Absolutely. Uh, when you're in that kind of transition from childhood into adolescence and uh, just kind of tasting what it's like to be independent, all of that converges at middle school. How many kids are in your school building? 1,500. Whoa, 1,500? Yes. 1,500 students. Is that Absolutely. about 500 in a class? Uh, you know, Ooh. sixth graders and seventh graders, eighth graders? Um, our, biggest, our biggest class is sixth graders. Sixth so graders. it more like about almost seven sixth graders. It's amazing. The How long have you class. been in this school? I've been there seven years. Seven years. Seven and what years. do you do there? What's the job? My job, I'm the life coach and uh, outreach coordinator, whichever you want to call it. Um, and I'm like a liaison between the Anderson Community Schools and the community. I'm the guy that deals with the community, deal with the parents, and one-on-one in mentoring and uh, coaching our our students. So you work for Anderson Community Schools. That's a public school corporation Absolutely. Uh, on the northeast side of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, you're the bridge. You're a bridge builder between the different constituent groups uh, in the yes. community, parents, and the kids. And Absolutely. I'm guessing with the faculty and staff too. Absolutely. Uh, it's a joy. I, it's, it, it's a joy. I, I love it. It's something that I know I'm born to do. I was destined to do. It's amazing. What what is it that you love about it? Well, it's it. I look forward to going every day. But the most, what I love, I love serving. I love people. I love people. I love the children. I I know it's a lot of challenges, but I love offering them hope and letting give them something to hold on to to encourage them uh, and let them know that. You know, it's not over yet because so many different situations in our school. We have was like 80, 83% poverty level. 
Wow. So we there's a lot of different challenging situations that um, we're dealing with. So it's that within itself. It, it, God placed me there. So it's just amazing as I'm flowing in this with them. So in the context of, let's say, the Parkland High School shooting in Florida not so long ago, do you see that reflected in your school? Do people come to school a little more anxious? Is there some kind of shadow or pale cast across the hallways? Or is it something that's so far removed from the kids in central Indiana that they're not thinking about it? What would you say? Uh, by no means. It truly has affected all of our children. Uh, a lot of antsiness. The week that I happened and the next two weeks, and that speci- and specifically that, that entire week, uh, that that happened. The children were very anxious and also not realizing um, how serious it is. I don't think all of them really realized how serious it, is, serious it was. So a lot of them, they would play like, this. somebody's got a gun or, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, cause a panic or someone will call 911 and say, we have a bomb, stuff like that. So it was causing, so we had, it was a challenging for us to help them to understand how important. So we had meetings with all of our students, and uh, it was it was challenging, take a lot of patience, but yes, it impacted our school in a, a really big way. And would you say, Samuel, that you ever come to the building and you wonder yourself, am I going to be a survivor? I have to say, I'm not one that walk and live in fear, but most definitely, I it crossed my mind several times, many times, and every time it does, I don't dwell on it, but I know that is, that's a reality of something that could happen. So yes, it crossed my mind, especially when I'm watching the news and this, that, and, and, and I'm dealing with students because so much they are experiencing on their mind, uh, you never know, they could act out. It's a lot of unpredictable of, and volatile yes. uh, behavior. Absolutely, it's it's something because so many of them, and I have the opportunity to talk with this hundreds of these kids. And a lot of times, and a lot of children we deal with, we have to start over every day because of what they're living in. A lot of them are victim of their environment or circumstances. A lot of them, their parents that are raising them, whether it's a single parent or both, in a lot of cases, they are doing what they're doing the wrong thing, but they're doing only what they know. The parents haven't actually grown up themselves. They haven't. And now their kids are living in an environment where they're being raised by people who may not themselves have the maturity or the judgment necessary to provide a solid parameter. Yes, sir. You know, when we come back, Samuel, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about what these kids themselves experience day by day. Right. And as you're listening today, I know your mind is racing. You're thinking, well, I'd like to ask a question, or I have a comment, or I want to put my two cents in. I want you to know we're always glad to hear from you. And we have a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week telephone number you can dial toll-free, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. Give us a call. We always want to hear from you. I'll give you the number again at the end of our program. But for now, just take a breath and we'll be right back. Samuel Jackson is my guest today on Viewpoint. He works in a public school, a middle school, with 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, 1,500 children in the building. Uh, (laughs) 83% of them, Samuel, you told me, come from homes that are economically disadvantaged. Uh, They're coming from impoverished scenarios. 
What's it like? Or, or give me an illustration or a glimpse of what it's like for these kids in their world coming to school day by day. What are the challenges they face? Well, so it's many challenges they face. We serve breakfast every morning. In the morning, I'm on a microphone in the cafeteria uh, speaking character principles to at least five or 600 of them every morning. They come in, a lot of them, they depend on that breakfast. A lot of them are not, don't have breakfast at home. So you never know which one you're going to get. Sometimes some of them come from home. Their parents have been active, just fighting all night or doing drugs all night or just that struggling mother or that grandparent or that uh, aunt or uncle. In some cases, that brother or sister that's raising them. So sometimes they come in, you know, really feeling really depressed. So it's a way to speak positive into them and affirm them and let them know that you have what it takes to make it today. You are valuable. You know, you are worth. And, and, and that, that, I tell you, a lot of them aren't told that. So that's so important. Uh, because some parents are working two or three jobs, don't have time to give the, them the children that they need, and it's it, it's been really challenging for them. So the environment is, it can be is great. Sometimes you may get them coming in happy. The next day you may come in crying, or whatever the situation may be. But it's a joy because they look forward. This is like we are a family, and one of the things that. I uh, speak to is that we are family. We are family. So it's an opportunity to uh, build social awareness skills with all of them and help them understand uh, what it is about relationships. Even though you are different, you're still amazing young people. We are family. It doesn't matter what color your skin may be. It doesn't matter what economic bracket you're in, where your mother or your father work. Uh, at the same time, we are all one. That gives them a sense of ownership, and it's a joy every time when I see a lot of them will come, and I'll begin to speak to them, whether uh, it's about telling them how valuable they are or sustained, determined, being the best, putting 100% effort every day. We start off, I have what it call, what's called food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. Food at for breakfast. thought. At breakfast, you know. <laughs> they, they tune in, whatever it takes, and we just kind of flow with it. And um, they know the expectations. But no matter what, even in a lot of them don't have any home training. But so in correcting them, one of the things I always do, which we model to do all over the school, is affirm our children. They, they they need that. Well, it sounds like you're breathing confidence into them. Yes. A sense well. of can do. You well can. And I know, Samuel, that you were raised in a, in a home that had two parents who were completely devoted to their kids and were good folk. Not every child you see has that advantage. But you told me once that uh, you weren't altogether happy with that good home you had. And so by the age of 15, you were walking out the door and not coming back. Oh, boy. I mean, yes. so you, you had some experience of kind of scrapping for yourself, too. I did. I How did. does that relate to what you do now in school? In a huge way. Uh, it, it, for one, I'm so, I'm, a, I'm so much more patient with the children. I know a lot of times I can identify a lot of things that are going through their minds. I had the greatest father, the greatest mother. However, a lot of times they would, right down the middle, dad was a boom, boom right now. And sometimes I feel like I wanted to be heard and 
uh, he didn't want to hear me. <laughs> he wasn't listening just No, then. he wasn't, yeah. So it, 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 through that, it helped me to be able, I've become a better listener, allowing them to express what's on their mind, how they're feeling, and then uh, in turn, turn them and help them to understand what it is, what respect means, you know, how it is to respect yourself, respect your parents. It relates in many ways to help them give them hope to say, you know, I'm not out of touch. I felt like that once before. I I, I had those thoughts. No, I didn't do that, but you know what? I thought about it. So I can relate where you're feeling that way, but that one of the things that I, I preach or talk to them always is think, think, think. Think before you respond. Think before you react. Think because you are amazing. There's nobody like you in the entire world. Nobody has your DNA. No one has your fingerprint. There's nobody like you. We need you. You are a work in progress. I tell them they're like a diamond in the rut. You've got to go through the process. So just just, just, just kind of... Breathe in and exhale and just get re- get ready for the ride. And I think one of the greatest things is when they can understand that they you know they can trust you, and begin to open up. And uh, I have so many good stories, and some are sad because some of these parents, uh, our children, have come from homes that they've seen their their father has been murdered or. Another relative has been murdered. For instance, I had a young man that he went through something and his father was murdered. Uh, Another relative was murdered a month later. He had a brother that was sickly and uh, he was 14 years old or so and he passed away. And he had a blood clot to the brain and, and passed away. And this young man, so he find himself acting out in school his whole world is Anger, dissembled. Yes. Yeah. It's, it was a sad. So in being able to help him and teach him and uh, also help him understand what it is for hygiene. And uh, our latest, I went and got him a haircut. This is just a late something just in the next few days. Went and got him a haircut, took him shopping, and uh, he hung out with me. And I'll tell you what, he, he wasn't smiling at all. But when we got finished... With He's, that haircut and shopping, he was smiling. He was looking a little better yes, at himself. looking a lot better. Man, it was you know, amazing. Samuel, you're, you're immersed in a world of hurt and need. At the same time, it's a world of promise and opportunity. There has to be something inside of you that empowers you to navigate that every day. This isn't just a drop-in every now and then. This is what you do every day. 1,500 6th, 7th, and 8th graders all in the raging hormone of life. And when I come back, I want to ask you, what's inside of you that keeps you going? Samuel Jackson is our guest on Viewpoint today. He works in a middle school, a public school in central Indiana. Many challenges in an environment like that, but he loves what he does. Imagine 1,500 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> coming to school in the wake of a school shooting in Florida, and there's tension in the building, even far away in Indiana, because everyone has that tragedy on their minds. Imagine seeing a child who's witnessed their own father being murdered coming to school and trying to figure out life. Imagine all the challenges that he sees day by day with kids who are acting out, trying to find their way. Samuel Jackson, 
what's inside of you? What gives you the strength? Is this some kind of education? Is it some kind of training? Is it a sense of who you are? What's going on inside of you? Well, I'll tell you, I, what's on the inside, there's something that drives me. I, I believe I deal with life too, but at the same time, I know who I am. And I believe that in when I'm serving, when I'm operating, being selfless, and uh, so what drives me when I think, I think of it as a kingdom, uh, kingdom, uh, it's kingdom work. It's not about me. As I say, in other words, in the morning, I say, I give myself away. I want to give myself away so God can use me. There's a scripture that I always tune into. And uh, which is so important, but Matthew 6, I think 33, and it says, but, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And that, I, I looked into that, and right, his righteousness equals his character. And, 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 and in doing that, I believe character is so important because we have so many students that are gifted in so many diverse ways, but I, I, I'm driven to, to help impart and give them the right values because when they have the right values, values, that's what produced the right character. And they may be gifted, as I always tell them, you may be a great ball player, you may be good in drama, you may be good in wrestling, uh, whatever aspect may be, choir, drama, it's amazing, but it has to be a balance. You have to have character. Your gift may get you to a place, but you need character in order to thrive and fulfill your destiny. So this is one of the things that helps me, even in sometimes it's tough because some days are challenging, more challenging than others, and I have to read like I'll reboot myself, and sometimes I have to make make sure I disengage, amen, every day, and when then start over again. So I disengage, and when I went up, I said, I'm not going with tomorrow. Well, take care of itself, and that scripture says, take no thought for tomorrow. It will provide of itself the joy, the peace, the direction, the clarity that is needed for me to thrive. I believe what comes out of you when you have peace peace is going to come out of you you have to and I have a saying that I do at school with all of the children and they love it I I, I think I sometimes I feel maybe I should patent it and I say I pat my chest and say peace out this is what I do (laughs) and I tell them I said listen you can have peace out if you don't have peace in And they say, yes, so anymore at the end when I'm finished talking, this is what they do. But this is to drive me. And it's that peace that passes all understanding. There's a peace. There's a calmness that that just helps me to rock steady and just gives me a drive. So I'm ready every day. It's amazing. You know, I want to active listen, Samuel, a little bit of what you've just said. I'm hearing you say there are some words of Jesus that have given you life. Yes. Seek ye first the kingdom. Don't worry about tomorrow. There's enough trouble for today. Just take care of a day. I mean, these two concepts have taken root in your heart. They are words of Jesus. There is something to seek for, the kingdom of God. It's a better way than what this world can offer. And you need to be in the moment. Don't worry about tomorrow. Just be what you can be today. And all of that produces inside of you a sense of peace that you can share with others. I mean, those are... At one level, simple concepts of, man, they're transformational. Mm. And I'm hearing you say you go to school every day with that in mind. Oh, yes. Because you've tasted it. Yes. I know you're in a public school, and as a 
a staff employee in a public school corporation, you're not there to preach about Jesus or to introduce people to the scripture, but you're living out something that is live in you. Right. And it makes a difference. Absolutely. And yes. would you say that that witness that you have, even as it's just expressed through your, uh, I love that, <laughs> fist on chest and pushing out, peace out, yes. that, that is so fine. Oh, yeah. Those gestures, those words, those mm. ideas, that the character of righteousness. Yes. You believe you're making a difference. Absolutely. And so when the next crisis comes, and maybe it will appear at your school someday, mm-hmm. that soil will have already been planted with good seed yes. because of what you're bringing there and others too. Yes. Yes, I really believe that. We're not sure where you are in life today, what your journey might be. You may be in a school. Maybe you're sending a child to school and you have some apprehension. Maybe you have nothing to do with school, but you have a job that's causing you grief, or maybe you have trouble at home. I mean, life can be filled with all kinds of challenges, but wherever you are in life today, hear what Samuel has just been saying. He lives in a tough environment. He goes to work in a world that would drive many of us uh, out the door. But he goes every day with a smile, and he knows he's making a difference for the good because of what's happened inside of him. That can happen inside of you, too. And we want you to know we're here. We're here to talk with you, to pray with you, to think through with you, if you'll just reach out and let us hear your heart. Before I give you a way to do that, would you just take a minute and pray with us? Whatever you're doing, maybe you're in your car, don't close your eyes, keep driving, but, mm-hmm. but you can join us in a prayer. Maybe you're at home, just take a deep breath and pause what you're doing, but pray with us. Our Father in heaven, and yes, you are that, you are our Father in heaven. We thank you for knowing us, each one by name. You know every one of us, just exactly who we are, where we've been, and where we might go. And thank you for loving us just the same. We thank you, Lord, that in this broken world, there is so much reason to take courage because you are working for our good. We know there are forces that work against us, but you are greater than those and you are working for our good. We just pray, Lord, that we'll just surrender our lives and put them into your hands in a way that we can experience what Jesus has promised, and that is life. For everyone praying with us now, I ask, Lord, that in the next seven days, as they surrender their lives into your hands now, they will see evidence of your favor and blessing, encouraging them in the way. Help us all to seek the kingdom first, your kingdom, and your character, your righteousness. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now you want to know more? Give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're by the phone. We want to hear your voice. You can also check us out online. Our web address, CBH, that's Christians Broadcasting Hope, cbhviewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can also send us an email, and we will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, use the post. Use surface mail. Just address a letter to me, Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. Samuel Thomas Jackson, so proud to be in your company anywhere, anytime. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And thanks for what you do day by day with those precious lives at the middle school where you work. Bless you.
Thank you, sir. And for all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, thank you for joining us. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, stay tuned.